0: Hello and welcome to the Youth Sports Done Right podcast. My name is Dan Harrison. I'm the Association Services Director for the Minnesota Youth Athletic Services. And today, I have an exciting event in that my first listener question came in from Chad in Stillwater. And today, I'm sitting down with a fellow coach of mine and a person you know from our podcast, Travis Rogers. And we're going to be discussing as coaches what it is we should be doing with kids. And we're going to talk about some different ages, so it'll be a little bit wider variety, but hopefully we'll give you some ideas. We're going to be spitballing a little bit here, so uh, bear with us on some things. But Trav, welcome again. Thank you. Good to be here again. Uh, Yeah, it's good to have you here again. (laughs) Pretty soon you're going to be the host. So a question for you uh, that came up. I'm going to share it with you. We'll kind of go back and forth. We as coaches have a tendency to coach. I think I was overloading you a little earlier when i was saying it's maybe it's because it's both a noun and a verb um i think you left for the bathroom at that point but (laughs) when you came back we were talking about the fact that what what do we do when we talk about mechanics versus reps versus doing versus saying showing versus talking it is a precarious mix as a coach not to monopolize your one hour practice with a forty. 45-minute dissertation on hitting. What do you think? Where do we make that mix?
1: Yeah, as, as we were just talking about, it's, I mean, it's really hard, really complicated. And I'm sure there's a lot of different answers on it. I think what we, we came up with here as we were talking before, generally speaking, it, it's important not to talk too much, right? So so show me, don't tell me um, is a good philosophy. I think generally, for whatever reason, we as coaches like to go off on tangents and just and just talk too much. So that was one thing. Generally speaking, I think we can tone it down a little bit. Another thing I think that we can do a better job of is having the athletes actually do whatever it is we're we're, we're trying to trying to work on first and see where we're at on it. Right. So in baseball, if it's a hitting, like we have them hit, we watch them, or you know, you mentioned video them and then break things down with them a little bit so so they're getting more active getting more action and then we actually know personally what they need to work on instead of taking all 12 of our players and saying here's what we're working on today so so that's another way i think to go about it is to have them do the activity and then see how the result is you know we we got a lot of things in our head that says this is the right and wrong way to do it but for sure in baseball you can speak more to wrestling and other there's a hundred ways to hit the ball hard. So if so if we can see see almost see the result first and then go backwards from there, I think that's a good good way to do it.
0: In our preliminary conversations we were talking about how a mental conditioning coach that you know of was saying how he tries to get adults to give him thirty seconds of concentration. And if we look at a twelve year old looking at us the chances of them not bouncing around off a wall after five minutes of conversation is is almost zero.
1: It's yeah, I, I, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. So so less less is definitely more. Um, I think it's a really good good place to start with that. Yeah. Let's let them be active. You know, again, and and it's big picture. What's the outcomes we want here? Right. Do do we need. This certain hitter at 11 years old to have perfect mechanics, yeah, it'd be cool. Or or do we need our whole team? Or do we need to keep this thing moving? You you know, at the younger levels, uh, um, long-term athlete development talks about, at the younger levels, free play. Free play is so much more important, uh, especially because kids aren't doing it that much these days, right? Everything's organized. Well, if we can throw out a wiffle ball at practice and let them have 15 minutes where they're just playing wiffle ball, taking whatever kind of hacks they want to take, it's developing um, motor skills and, and hand-eye coordination and things like that. Like, what's more important, that or like this certain mechanic in hitting? Uh, you, you know, we could go back and forth. Some, some of both is good, but if we're losing them, losing their love for the game and passion because we're spending 15 minutes blabbering on about proper <laughs> yeah. hip rotation, that's ah, not going to be so great.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. I think we have a unique situation between us in that uh, I've coached your son um, and obviously you're his coach too. And so it's interesting for me, we were talking about you breaking down some skill and he's, uh, for people who don't know, he's, he's uh, was he 16 or 17. 16. Now? He's 16, um, very good baseball player. But you were talking about breaking down some mechanics, and you were—I found it interesting how much you had talked about how difficult it is to stay focused on one thing and how easy it is to let that sort of creep into others. Maybe, maybe unpack that just a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so what I find when I'm coaching, working with my son, or, or really anybody, any team, any hitters, whatever it might be, is this tendency to my brain bounces around. Like, right. So, so I'll say. Will we're gonna be working on um, being really strong on your front side when you're hitting today, right? And we'll get 10 swings into it and I'll see something else and I'll be like, <laughs> hey, you know, you're pulling off the ball or whatever it is. And and, and we'll be like, I'm not worrying, not worrying about them. that's not about what I'm working on right now. I'm working on it, oh shoot, that's right. You know, but again, so to, to your point, I think is that we need to stay focused, especially in mechanical things. I, I just I know baseball and hitting it can't be multiple things you're working on all at once. The brain isn't meant to work that way. We can focus on one thing at a time, right? So if we're working on front side being really strong, hitting up a strong front leg, then that's it. Don't worry about other things. And it goes back to this controllables and all these things we've talked about in the past. It can be really frustrating, both as coaches and as athletes, when we go down that path. Now we're worried about thing number two, number three, number four, Mm -hmm and we lose focus on number one. So if you want the athletes to develop optimally, focus on one aspect. In, in the sequence, wherever you you know start hitting, we can talk about the importance of starting from the ground up or however you wanna do it, but pick one thing, let them get better at that. Try not to worry about all the other stuff.
0: One of the things that we had talked about, and it really struck me how important as a good coach is to have a plan, right? Maybe to have a written business plan, you know, in one way to put it. Uh, Remember, uh, Coach Krzyzewski from Duke and and Coach Wooden from UCLA were talking about how their practice plans were down to the minute. And so as a coach, if you've botched up your five minutes, well, it's on to the next thing. But it certainly has helped keep me on track a lot better than, I remember the early days of coaching where I didn't have a plan and it would be that thing where I was talking for 30 minutes of a practice And then you leave and you think, well, how come these kids didn't get anything out of this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't speak to the, I've been there a million times. I can't speak to why that's okay, why we think we're impacting them in some way, but really we're just hearing ourselves talk and, and, and not having, you know, a fact. Again, I think as they get older, um, we can talk a little bit more. Uh, but again, even in this generation, like they're just not into that. They, they don't want to sit and listen to somebody recite things. If you've got videos, if you've got little snippets, we can show them. Great. If you can take videos of them and show them those videos and be like, let's focus on your lower half for the next two weeks. Like they'll be all into that. Um, but, but otherwise, it's just, it's just gobbledygook. It really is, yeah. You're just talking. So I love the practice plan idea. Yeah, staying and staying. Bang, bang, bang. We've all done that where we got 10 minutes for this, and now it's 30 minutes. And really, like, just shut her down after 10. Be super hyper-focused for those 10. I also, in that, like sharing my practice plan with my athletes, right? So they know what's coming. They don't, on their, on their side, they don't dilly-dally around doing one thing when we only have 10 minutes for it and they know and I know we need to get to the next thing, right? So they stay a little more focused, locked in for those 10 or 15 minutes, knowing that something else is about to come.
0: And I think on your practice plan, you can even make a note to yourself that says, hey, I'm working on staying on a soft front side or a strong front side or whatever on your hitting, and then you can go back to that and say, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not working on that other thing.
1: Right, beautiful. That's yeah. a really good idea, Yeah.
0: Well, I think I think it's important, too. Uh, one of the things I can remember, my son's a little older than yours, and I remember when we came to the understanding, he told me how bad he hated it when a coach came up to him after every mistake and wanted to tell him, da-da-da-da-da, you did this, you did this, you did this. And I know coaching, I've coached some 16s and 17s and 18s the last few years, and I can't tell you how much they appreciate it when I'm either quiet or maybe I just come up and ask them a question of where they're at and hear what they're thinking. Because so many times it shocked me what they've said because you're like, wow, I, I, I would have totally had it the wrong way.
1: <laughs> Luckily, you told me. I would have had it the wrong way or they already knew exactly what I was going to say as we've talked about before too. Like, no, I okay, I got that, coach, thanks. Like, So so that, that's awesome. Another great method is, is ask them, how does it feel? Um, why did they do that? You, you know, on and on. And again, we talked in, in other podcasts, that's building that intrinsic motivation, right? Yeah. They own it. It's their process. They're getting better. It's their development. It's not us thinking, oh, you, you know, it's in, it's, it's, it's in my hands whether or not this kid gets better, grows, or develops. We play a role, really small role. And again, especially as they get older. We want to back away from that, you know, quite frankly. When they go, when they're playing varsity baseball or they're off in college, you know, most of their time they're going to have to do work on their own. Like mm-hmm. there's not somebody standing over them when it's like when they're 13 we have four coaches for 13 AAA, one for every three guys. It's just <laughs> not like that, yeah. you know. So understand that and, and start owning it. That's a really good point.
0: I know I always felt for the longest time, like I needed to do something because the parents are watching and I'm the coach. So I got to come up with this. And I suppose, you know, I'm probably in like year 20 of coaching and now it's changed where I know why I'm not doing something. And so a parent, you know, I think, I think you, I know coach Bamatic and I had talked about it where parents will be like, how did you stay so calm in that situation? And, And, and as a coach, you don't have to always be doing
1: something. Right, and, uh, and it's not that you're not doing anything. It's not like you're watching some video on your phone sitting in the backside <laughs> yeah. of the dugout. You're doing something. You're just not maybe being vocal you're you're that's what i love about the mental game so much is is a lot of it is just us watching and learning and and thinking about how our athletes can do something better what we can do at practice the next time out like how are we going to develop and get better but but yeah i mean it's not like you're just sitting there thinking about where you're going to eat lunch (laughs) you you know yeah it's 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 totally true and, and we've laughed about that before, like my post-game conversations with my, with my guys are super short, like two minutes maybe and the, the, the parents are probably like, he needs to go through this, this, this and this. Like no, that's what practice is for. Um, so so letting them letting them own it, especially as they get older is so important. Yeah.
0: I truly believe the hardest skill I've learned is to be quiet. One, I can feel myself in games. When something goes wrong, I can feel myself getting into the the red, as we've talked about. I feel red, yellow, red. Yeah. And I've learned that I have to f- have my own release, like we've talked about, and say, how do I stay cool? Because, again, this is just one test on a long journey. And, and that's kind of that that optimal or, or performance growth mindset that we've talked about too
1: for sure for sure yeah that's that's really good stuff so when we
0: talk about it i guess you know i've talked to a few other coaches and you and i i think agree wholeheartedly that coaching is an art as much as a science and it's, it's that melding of skills and psychology and patience and motivation what do you think there
1: yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've mentioned this in, in the first podcast that we did, did, did together, like I probably lean more towards the mental side and the motivation side than I do the actual development, skill development, maybe to a fault. I definitely put more thought and more emphasis when I'm making practice plans. I'm thinking about how is the energy going to be for this? Uh, am I spending too much time doing this or not enough time doing this? And less about the art of fielding a ground ball. And I think part of that is because I know a lot of the kids nowadays have a coach for that. Like like mm-hmm. if you're with Gray Lakes Baseball, you got Coach Baminick working with you on the ground balls. like, can I help? Ah, to a certain extent, but he knows a lot more than I do. Like yeah. if I'm saying something... It, very good chance that it's wrong. So, <laughs> so let me stay away from that and let me focus on how do I bring, bring a really fun environment to practice? How do we have a really good time at practice? How do I keep them moving, keep them engaged? Um, how are we building their mental skills? Skills. So how am I challenging them at practice to fail? Like making sure there's some failure worked into my practices. Um, so things like that are, are much more of my focus. Of course, at certain levels, you know, so I coached 13 last year. So in, in Shoreview, 13s is the first time guys are stealing, yeah. leading off. So we play Little League up until 13. So there has to be some development in that. But again, here's here's what I choose to do. I put guys on first and third and my guy on the mound, and I say, you early break steal, let's see what happens, right? I could spend the whole hour talking us through early breaks here's what we're gonna do like blah 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 the kids just don't they're they're checked out after two minutes like what did coach what what? (laughs) like so i'm telling you going back to the reason we're talking about this like try see what happens fail work from that keep them engaged let's and, and, and I've done it too. I'm doing it right now, talking too much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it, it kind of sometimes, I think, it is to try to think like a kid or think like a 13-year-old and helps you. And I hope the irony isn't lost on any listener in the fact that we're being asked how you coach and not talk too much and all we're doing is talking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. We, we, we Show the video, yeah, we'd oh, a video, Dan. we'd have a podcast. We'd have a video if, if you could. <laughs> we should have the webcam on.
1: Right. No, we shouldn't.
0: Well, I think to, I think kind of to, to, to maybe sum it up and uh, maybe I'll take a, a quick stab at it and then have you, you uh, give me your summary of it. And I guess it is an art, but I think what you said is very true in that, you know, if you have a plan, if you keep the kids engaged, if you let them feel it, you know, like I said, if you let them... If you feel like they would feel, if you're tired talking, you know they're tired listening. But if you give them those chances to do those things, and I suppose, I know I'll steal something from a a podcast we did before with you, but as a coach, if you journal after your practice and say, what went well? And I think by having a plan, you can go back to it and say, boy, that got dry, or oh my goodness, the kids were all chasing butterflies, or building sandcastles. Um, which is is some sort of cruel baseball joke that they make the field out of sand and the kids can't play in it. <laughs> I digress, but wh- wh- oh, how, my how kids played that?
1: in it. I got a picture of Drew <laughs> building a sandcastle, so don't think they actually do that. <laughs> Luckily, that wasn't when he was fourteen. But yeah. no, I think that's I I I think that's all great stuff. Like um, we can all get better at it and journaling. I mean, we're, we've talked about that with these podcasts, like. Let's try to get better, you you know, and hopefully we're doing that. But we're reflecting. It's not like we're not just doing one and then, oh, that's great. Let's do another one, like trying to have some reflection. And for sure, as a coach, you know if the kids are – and you can ask the kids. Like that's the great thing about coaching my own kids, and they'll be honest with me. I'll be like, how was that practice? And they'll either be like – yeah, not good. <laughs> boring, or oh, it's great. You know, it's so fun, right? And, and 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 to be honest, like sometimes I'll be shocked at which one is which. Like I'll think, okay, we're gonna scrimmage today. We're gonna have, you know, I'll pitch scrimmage, and I'll, the kids love that, right? And we'll do that, and 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 Drew will be like, no, nah, that was boring. Like it moved too slow, so I gotta figure out, okay, what do I need to do different pick up the pace of these scrimmages. Like, do I got to yeah. put guys on base? Is it a two, one count? You, you know, what is it? So if you don't have a kid on the team, just ask the whole team, how did you guys, was that a good, great practice for you? How was the energy, you, you know, stuff like that as a, why do we think we got it all figured out? It's not about us. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's about them and, and creating the passion and the joy and making them want to come back for practice the next day, right? If they're super excited to be there, we got a chance. Yeah, if they're like, oh crap, here comes another practice, then we're in deep doo doo. Yeah, so and that's at any level.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. So absolutely. Well, and I think too, as a coach, it makes sense for us. You just said it well. That why do we think we have to have all the answers? It really, as a coach, should be about reaching out and finding what resources you have. You know, a guy who's coached for ten years. You know, a guy who's coached for twenty years. There's YouTube videos of guys with drills. I know you can reach out to any of us and say, there's Always a chance that you know, I have old practice plans, but sometimes that sharing is so important too because you know, I'd rather learn from your mistake than make it again myself, right? Well, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Not that you, maybe yeah, you haven't made one, that's
1: great, that's a great point. Uh, yeah, surround yourself with with people you know are doing a good job and, and see, see how they're doing it. And you're doing that with these podcasts, so tune into more podcasts because I know Dan's got a bunch of good people coming up, um, and coaches. At, at different levels that are that are having success, probably bred from all these things that we're talking about. Yeah probably from having really great practices that are high energy um, and keep kids motivated and keep them coming back and and, and then in, in turn having success from that. So good stuff.
0: yeah well I, I know <laughs> the, the, Chad who gave us the, the question today, Chad's one of the best coaches I know. And he's still out there looking for information and seeking it and hunting it down. So, well, Trav, that's awesome. I think hopefully there's some things in there for people to uh, pull out and and package up. Let's hope so. uh, And always, uh, association services at MYS is my email. Love to hear from you if you have some good thoughts on that, uh, good practice plans, good anything we can share and get resources out to people. But, uh, Trav, I'll give you uh, the final 10 seconds, and you can take us out here.
1: Final 10 seconds. Uh, It was great talking about that. Chad, I miss you. We'll see you real soon. All
0: right. (laughs) Thanks, folks. Tune in later. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, see you, Trav. And I want to take you, Second, and thank you for listening. I'd love to hear what you think about our podcast. Email me at associationservices@mys.org. And I'd also really like to thank the MYS. You know, they're a 501c3 nonprofit with the goal of helping administer youth sports and athletics in a better way. And that's what this channel has really been created for. So we appreciate you taking your time and listening. And if you like what you're hearing, take a second, share this with a friend. We'd love to see this podcast grow and reach more people in the youth sports arena. Thank you so kindly. Have a great day.